Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Your bite-sized daily roundup of the biggest news from the world of film. This is The Daily Reel with Van Connor. Hello and welcome to The Weekly Reel for June 14th to 18th, 2021. This is our weekend omnibus edition for those who want a longer show with fewer episodes without missing any of the week's film industry and entertainment news. And it was quite the interesting week, marking 143 years since Edward Maybridge captured the very first moving image. It was the 25th anniversary of the release of Jim Carrey's The Cable Guy and Home Alone 2 star Donald Trump turned 75. While in the here and now, all of this was going on. Director of the Lego Batman movie, Chris McKay, has given an update on his announced live-action DC Comics movie, Nightwing. The character is one of the most long-standing and popular in the DC canon, the grown-up alter ego of the original Robin. Dick Grayson is a gymnastic vigilante who wields eskrima sticks and protects Gotham's fictional neighboring city, Bloodhaven. In a recent interview, Mackay assured fans that the project hadn't gone the way of James Wan's The Trench or Ava DuVernay's The New Gods and been cancelled. Whilst not an active development, it has supposedly been kept on the back burner as a future project. Said Mackay, I hope that we still get to make that movie. As far as I'm concerned, it's not lost yet. Warner Brothers has other priorities, they've had other challenges. I think their recent successes and the stuff they're planning on doing now, I think it opens the door for us to still be able to do a Nightwing movie. Continuing on, the director pointed to how the recent, more relaxed attitude to continuity at the studio has played into that optimism. Whether you call it in an alternate universe, or you pick in their multiverse which universe it's part of, there are different ways into it now. The character currently appears on the HBO Max series Titans, a gritty reimagining of Teen Titans in which he's played by Brenton Thwaites. Meanwhile, Chris McKay's next project, the Chris Pratt-fronted sci-fi romp The Tomorrow War, will release exclusively on Amazon Prime Video on July 23rd. So jazzed to meet you, sir. I'm sorry, did you say jazzed? Yes! My name's Richard Grayson, but all the kids at the orphanage call me Dick. Well, children can be cruel. Yeah. Former child actor Brian Falduto played the sassy, queer-coded fashionista Billy Fancy Pants in 2003's cult hit School of Rock, has opened up about the difficulties the role gave him in coming to terms with his sexuality. The actor memorably played the band's stylist in Richard Linklater's musical comedy, but has admitted that the part took its toll in the long run. 
As Folduto put it whilst on the Cooper and Anthony podcast, I was in so much denial. I was in the fifth grade when this movie came out and I was called gay. And then someone told me that's not cool. So I was just like, oh, okay, then I'm not gay. I was denying it before I even had a notion of what it was, Falduto told the duo. So by the time I realized I was potentially gay, I was already homophobic towards myself. Falduto, who now lives as a musician, filmmaker, and life coach, has stated that he's since come to terms with his sexuality and thanks School of Rockstar Jet Black for his support over the years, calling him, quote, an awesome, awesome human. Billy. You. Billy, we've already told me off. Let's move on. You're tacky and I hate you. Okay, you see me after class. Former 80s pinup and EE mascot Kevin Bacon has signed on to play the antagonist in Legendary's Toxic Avenger reboot. Writer-director Macon Blair is helming the project, which will see Peter Dinklage take on the role of the eponymous grotesque hero. The 1984 trauma original followed an ordinary put-upon dork who's pushed into a vat of toxic waste by bullies. The attack transforms him and he soon's become an avenging superhero who, well, who looks like he was pushed into a vat of acid, frankly, with melted skin and distorted features. Jacob Tremblay and Taylor Page are both also on board to star, and Bacon's villain has been described as slick and over the top. No release date's been provided for the Toxic Avenger, but filming's expected to commence later this year. Ooh, I love it. Is that your new outfit? Leaked set pictures have confirmed that beloved British character actor Toby Jones has joined the cast of James Mangold's Indiana Jones 5. The actor, best known for lending his vocal talents to Dobby the House Elf in the Harry Potter films and appearing as Dr. Arnim Zola in two of the Captain America movies, has been spotted filming with Harrison Ford. Ford, for his part, is seen decked out in classic indie attire and has his face peppered with mocap dots, suggesting a de-aging flashback. As the film continues shooting in England, set images are beginning to coalesce some idea of what the film's secretive plot entails, with current rumours suggesting the film will take place in the late 1960s, specifically centred around the space race, and will see Indy facing off with Mads Mikkelsen's former Nazi scientist who betrays NASA after being hired by them. In fact, trains covered in Nazi symbology have been hurtling around the Yorkshire Moors and around a constructed base filled with trucks and tanks also adorned with Third Reich imagery. So it's pretty fair to say the swashbuckling archaeologist's enemies are definitely back in the picture. Alongside Ford, Mickelson and Jones, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Boyd Holbrook and Seanette Renee Wilson are also set to appear, with Indiana Jones 5 scheduled to whip into cinemas on the 29th of July next year. Stupid elf! You could have killed me! Dobby never meant to kill. Dobby only meant to maim or seriously injure. Less than a week after the movie's announcement, the Jacinda Ardern-focused They Are Us has lost one of its producers, while the film's subject herself has openly criticised the project's creation. The film's set to tell the story of how New Zealand came together and banned assault rifles following the tragic attack by a white supremacist against Christchurch mosques in 2019, with a focus on the country's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. However, over the weekend, the feature was hit with heavy backlash, with the Christchurch Muslim community releasing a tactful statement questioning the hurtful timing of the production. Such a statement is especially subtle compared to more outspoken voices, such as the award-winning New Zealand journalist Mohammed Hassan, who accused the feature of promoting a white saviour narrative. Hassan wrote in an op-ed that the film has chosen to focus not on the tragedy and the victims, but instead on the Prime Minister and the rest of the country and their response is insulting. In its essence, the film is a story about an act of white supremacy that is centred around white voices, white feelings 
and white heroism. The irony is nauseating, but lack of self-awareness is profound. The mayor of Christchurch, Leander Zeal, also said she is outraged by the feature and has made clear that film crews would not be welcome in her town. Due to this backlash, hashtag theyareusshutdown began trending on New Zealand's Twitter, and producer Philippa Campbells announced that she would be leaving the project, admitting that after listening to people's views, she agreed it was too soon to be making a film on the subject. If that wasn't bad enough, Adern herself has criticised the feature, telling reporters, In my view, which is a personal view, it feels very soon. And while there are so many stories that should be told at some point, I don't consider mine to be one of them. They Are Us, named for the Prime Minister's rousing speech following the attack, now appears to be in serious jeopardy. The feature had notably cast Rose Byrne in the lead role as a Dern, but it's unclear just how production could move on from such intense and widespread condemnation. The studio behind the project, Film Nation, has yet to comment. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Another suspect has entered the lineup for the highly anticipated Knives Out 2. British actress Jessica Henwick has joined the film's cast, which already includes franchise newcomers Edward Norton, Dave Batista, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Madeleine Klein, and Kate Hudson. A noted genre alum, Henwick's best known for her work as Colleen Wing in Marvel's Iron Fist, the X-Wing pilot Jessica Parver in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and as one of the leads in Netflix's well-received Love and Monsters. Knives Out 2 is currently mere weeks away from kicking off production in Greece, and will, of course, be spearheaded by returning writer-director Ryan Johnson. Johnson's not the only one returning from the original, though, as Daniel Craig's super sleuth Benoit Blanc, the man who solves it all with a southern drawl, will lead the project. No release date or title for Knives Out 2 has been given as yet, but Jessica Henwick can next be seen in The Matrix 4, due out on the 16th of December. But let me assure you this. My presence will be ornamental. You will find me a respectful, quiet, passive observer of the truth. Zoe Kravitz is set to make her directorial debut with a thriller she co-wrote entitled, and this is true, The Island. The film will follow the young, clever cocktail waitress Frida, who's determined to sexually ensnare Slater King, a billionaire philanthropist and tech mogul. Skillfully maneuvering her way into his inner circle and to a party on his private island, she soon discovers there's more to this carefree island than meets the eye. Shannon Tatum's already on board to play King, though Kravitz has made it clear that she herself won't be starring in the film she penned with high-fidelity TV scribe E.T. Fagenbaum. As for the title, Kravitz claims that quote, it alludes to this time and place we claim not to be in anymore in terms of sexual politics. People are evolving and changing, but there's still a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths from past behaviour. It's a nod to that. No production schedule's been announced for the island, though Kravitz can next be seen as a different kind of the feline master thief Catwoman opposite Robert Pattinson's Cape Crusader in Matt Reeves' The Batman, which will swoop into cinemas on the 4th of March next year. So, what's the plan? I was thinking first we smash through the skylight, then... Don't catsplain breaking and entering to me. The plan is I handle the traps, you follow me. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Director Jordan Voigt roberts has offered an update on his forthcoming Gundam movie. The Kong Skull Island Helmer was announced to direct an adaptation of Mobile Suit Gundam for Netflix back in April, but there is obviously a generous hurdle to surpass with the project. But while Japan's Mecha Mega franchise might bring in over $70 billion per year, it is largely unheard of in the West. But Vote Roberts is eager to take on the challenge, telling Entertainment Weekly, My goal is, for all of the people who say I don't know where to start with Gundam, I want to create an access point, where established fans still say, this is my Gundam. The Mobile Suit Gundam franchise began in 1979, created by Yoshiyuku Tamino. The original anime that Vote Roberts will adapt is set in a far-flung future where the majority of humans live in enormous space colonies orbiting Earth and its moon. When one of the colonies declares its superiority and independence, humanity descends into a brutal one-year war, fought in space with the assistance of enormous piloted robots called Mobile Suits. Vote Roberts also reassured fans that he fully intends to retain both the series theme of the disenfranchising nature of war, as well as quote the amazing hyper-anime kinetics and operatic ballet that are the action. No release date for Gundam has been set, but its director is said to be deep into pre-production with a script from Brian K. Vaughan. Meanwhile, the original trilogy of anime films will hit Netflix from this week. I got a Zaku! In just one shot! I'll pay you back for this. A judge has ruled that Harvey Weinstein can and will be extradited from New York to Los Angeles to stand trial for further crimes. The disgraced producer's lawyers had tried to argue that the paperwork required for such a move had been insufficient twice, and that their first attempt was successful, their second has been overruled, with Judge Kenneth Case unequivocally denying any further attempts to stall or stop an LA extradition. Weinstein and his lawyers have been eager to avoid the move, as the convicted rapist faces a further the four counts of rape, four counts of forcible oral copulation, one count of sexual penetration by use of force, and two counts of sexual battery by restraint and sexual battery. Already sentenced to 23 years in prison, should Weinstein be charged with any or all of his accused LA crimes, his sentence would almost certainly be extended to the point where he would rot in a cell for the remainder of his life. The former Hollywood bigwig is expected to be moved either at the end of this month or at the start of July. You lose! Good day, sir! 
Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri director Martin McDonough is set to reunite with his In Bruges dream team for the Banshees of Inishirin. Fellow Irishman Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleeson will join up with McDonough once more for a homegrown acerbic dramedy in the vein of In Bruges and the director's second film, Seven Psychopaths. They'll star as a pair of lifelong pals living on a remote Irish island whose lives are upended when one of the two decides he no longer wishes to be friends. Pitch Black comedy In Bruges became a huge cult hit when it landed in 2008 and even earned McDonough a BAFTA for Best Original Screenplay. He'd go on, of course, to heavily sweep the awards circuit a decade later with the acclaimed Three Billboards, ensuring the Banshees of Inishirin will definitely be one worth watching out for. No release date's been announced as yet, but the movie's expected to arrive sometime next year. Two monkey hookers and a racist dwarf. I think I'm heading home. Yeah? Come with you. Hey, what? Back off, shorty. You don't know karate. Ah! Founding Avenger and star of Marvel's forthcoming Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson has opened up about the early overt sexualization of her character. In a conversation with Collider to promote Natasha Romanoff's much-anticipated solo feature, Johansson was asked about her initial framing within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and was certainly candid with her thoughts, saying, You look back at Iron Man 2, and while it was really fun and had a lot of great moments in it, the character is so sexualized, you know? Really talked about like she's a piece of something, like a piece of ass, really. At one point, Tony Stark calls her a piece of meat, she continued, and maybe at that time that actually felt like a compliment because my thinking was different. My own self-worth was probably measured against that type of comment. But like a lot of young women, you come into your own and you understand your self-worth. Johansson acknowledged the shifting times, however, praising the much more positive message young women are starting to be given, something she admitted she hopes her later appearances as the superhero have contributed towards. The actress's long-awaited final appearance as Black Widow is set to arrive in UK theatres and Disney Plus premiere access on the 7th of July. He brought the monster. So, Banner, that's your play. What? Loki means to unleash the Hulk. Keep Banner in the lab, I'm on my way. Send Thor as well. Evil Dead Rise, the forthcoming sequel to the classic horror comedy trilogy, has officially added three new cast members. Morgan Davis, Gabrielle Echoes, and Nell Fisher have all joined the call list, though curiously of note are the trio's ages, with Davies and Eccles both teenagers and Fisher a mere nine years old. A curious departure from the franchise's usual crop of teen or adult victims, the trio reportedly play siblings, imperiled by a fresh coming of deadites. Writer-director Lee Cronin will helm the project, while franchise instigators Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are on board to executive produce the picture. Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan will lead as another set of siblings, a pair of estranged sisters whose reunion in the big city is cut short by the rise of body-snatching demons. Evil Dead Rise begins filming in July and is set to be an HBO Max exclusive. Swallow this. <laughs> The upcoming 78th Venice International Film Festival have confirmed the month-long rumours that Denis Villeneuve's Dune will have its world premiere at this year's event. The film will follow Paul Atreides, the son of a duke who's gifted control of the planet Arrakis by a galactic emperor who sees his family as a threat. Forced to unite Arrakis's nomadic tribes to protect the world's vital resource, the so-called Spice Melange, Paul must defend from an attack by both the Emperor and House Atreides' longtime rivals, House Harkonnen. 
Canadian director Denis Villeneuve, the man behind such cinematic darlings as Sicario, Arrival, and Blade Runner 2049, adapts Dune from the novel by Frank Herbert, with a script he penned alongside John Spates and Eric Roth. In the vein of Warner Brothers' hugely successful IT series, Dune's intended to be the first of two features comprising the iconic Herbert text, and sports a cast list that includes Timothy Chalamet as Paul, opposite Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, David Desmulchen, Charlotte Rambling, Jason Momoa, and Javier Bardem. Whew. Dune will blast onto Venice's Sala Grande on the 3rd of September. Some thoughts have a certain sound, that being the equivalent to a form. Through sound and motion, you will be able to paralyze nerves, shatter bones, set fires, suffocate an enemy or burst his organs. We will kill until no Harkonnen breathes Arakeen air. Hiroyuki Sonata, star of Westworld and will square off against Keanu Reeves in John Wick 4. The actor, who recently portrayed the hell-spawned Ninja of Vengeance Scorpion in the aforementioned Mortal Kombat, joins a call sheet of newcomers that also includes fellow martial artist Donnie Yen, as well as British-Japanese pop star Rina Sawayama and Winona Earp's Shania Anderson. Nothing's currently known of Sonata's role, but it's fair to assume he'll be in for a scrap. In a statement, director Chad Stahelski said, Having long admired Hiroyuki as both an actor and action performer, I'm thrilled and honoured to welcome him to the John Wick family. John Wick 4 is presently aiming for release on the 27th of May next year. Get over here! Former Disney Channel star and singer Selena Gomez's in-production horror thriller Dollhouse has found a director. Gomez will produce and lead the feature, which is now set to be helmed by Western horror The Winds, Emma Tammy. Little is known of Dollhouse's plot, save for the fact that it'll use the world of the upper echelons of New York City's fashion scene as its setting. Gomez's last on-camera role was as Chan in accused pedophile Woody Allen's 2019 rom-com Rainy Day in New York. While she can next be heard returning as the voice of vampire girl Mavis in Hotel Transylvania 4, Transformania, due out on the 23rd of July. No production schedule for Dollhouse has been announced. Parents kept warning her about you. Warning? Why the hell would they be warning her? Because on a first date you took her walking in the rain and she got bronchial pneumonia. For Christ's sake, I'm never going to get over this. And finally, because we live in a dystopia, as of today, megacorporation Amazon will begin plastering its shipping boxes with advertisements for its forthcoming Chris Pratt film, The Tomorrow War. The company paid out an eye-watering $200 million for the rights to the film, which was originally planned to be distributed by Paramount before the pandemic hit. As such, they're eager to make back their investment on the Chris Mackay-directed flick and have decided to quite literally think outside the box. The campaign will be trialled across the United States, Canada, Brazil and Australia, with the option to potentially move over to Europe in the coming weeks. Yvonne Strahovski and J.K. Simmons star alongside Pratt, who plays a soldier drafted from the present day to the year 2052 to help fight off an alien invasion. In the year 2021, meanwhile, The Tomorrow War will be released on Amazon Prime Video on July the 2nd. It can't be! No! We'll never defeat the Corporation! They've won! There is one way, Adzin. You can shoot yourself. If it's the only way, I must. 
New releases you can find in UK cinemas this weekend include the latest from Ben Wheatley in The Earth, Violet Evergarden The Movie, Lin-Manuel Miranda's In The Heights, Treasure City, documentary Phil Liggett The Voice of Cycling, It Must Be Heaven, The Much-Delayed Monster Hunter, The Reason I Jump, action comedy sequel The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and Disney Pixar's Luca, which is also available for streaming to all Disney Plus subscribers. While new on DVD and Blu-ray this week are Adam Wingard's Godzilla vs. Kong, Ruby Rose action at SAS Red Notice and Francis Lee's Ammonite. That was the weekly reel for June 14th to 18th, 2021. Have a great weekend, stay safe, keep it cinematic, and we'll be back in the ticket booth come Monday. The Daily Reel is a Candy Store production presented by Van Connor and written by Calvin Prickett. All information is correct at the time of writing and source links are in the description for each episode. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on all good podcast platforms or ask Alexa to install the Daily Reel skill for your morning flash briefing. Follow the show on social at Daily Reel Pod and we'll be back every weekday. Until then, keep it cinematic. Drink great gin make a difference we handcraft our gins with only the finest botanicals and use our profits to support charities and initiatives that provide relief to struggling hospitality workers visit hospitalitygin.co.uk to find out more hospitality gin drink great gin make a difference